Welcome to CollegeCast, for pharmacy practice news, views and updates brought to you by the Pharmaceutical Society of New Zealand. Join us to find out about tips and tools for immediate benefit to your practice and learn about current practice topics and innovations driving the future of pharmacy. So welcome to this podcast episode with CollegeCast. Today we have Helen Kant with us. Helen is currently working as a pharmacist prescriber in primary healthcare in Tokoroa, prescribing in long-term conditions, especially in type 2 diabetes. Helen is passionate about education and wants to enable everyone to manage their own health conditions optimally. Helen is the 2018 Pharmacist of the Year and the 2019 PSNZ Shark Tank winner for her service in providing real-time glucose monitoring and poorly controlled type 2 diabetes. Thank you for speaking with me today, Helen. Thank you for the invitation. Now, first of all, can you tell me a bit about your role in Tokoroa? Sure. So, about six years ago, there was a major change in the way primary care was offered in Tokoroa. A number of the practices merged, and um, both of the resulting GP practices moved up to the hospital site. So we've got a uh, healthcare site where we've got secondary care, primary care, and community pharmacy and um, allied health, so physio, um, midwives, lab, all that on the same site. Um, as part of that, there was some uh, funding provided by the district health board through um, one of the PHOs for a clinical pharmacist in primary care. And they were really looking at um, the role of non-medical roles, I guess, in managing um, primary care. So they had physician assistants, they had a, a nurse practitioner with medical care assistants and um, clinical pharmacist. Great. And I was fortunate enough to be appointed to that role. So when I first started um, at the end of 2013, it was pretty much the um, practices were going okay. Now we've got a pharmacist. What are we going to do with one of them? <laughs> and so to a degree, it was like, how can I be helpful? So I started off doing things like medicine reconciliation, um, helping with um, queries that the, I sat in with the nurses and answered medicine information queries for them. Mm -hmm. And really it's grown from there. The uh, GPs were really happy with the medicine reconciliation stuff and the stuff I picked up there. Mm -hmm. And it's really developed from there. So about two years later, the, there was a re restructure in the diabetes service. Um, and up until that point, everybody who was on insulin pretty much had been managed through the secondary service um, at the hospital uh, through a nurse specialist there. And the, that, this was just overwhelming the diabetes service, I think. So they decided that actually type 2 diabetes, for the most part, was a primary care problem. So they devolved everybody with type 2 diabetes back to their GP to manage. Um, and let, apart from that, people who are pregnant, um, people who are on chemo or on high-dose steroids, or have got uh, like a pancreatectomy or um, are age, aged under the age of 23. Okay. So there's certain specialist roles that they, they kept, but everybody else, which is the bulk of them, were devolved back to 
um, primary care. So at that point, we had a situation where actually for years, anything to do with insulin had been managed in primary in uh, secondary care. So the primary care staff, really, the skills had been lost. Mm. So we basically all looked at each other and went, okay, folks, what do we do now? And clearly insulin is a medicine. So clearly I was involved. <laughs> so I upskilled with, with, I must say, with the support of the secondary service, they were awesome. Um, so I upskilled myself in, in type 2 diabetes um, and started to work more and more in, with those, those folks. Wonderful. Um, I guess the other advantage is because I'm funded by the District Health Board, one of the conditions was that I don't charge patients to see them. Mm -hmm. um, and what we'd worked out uh, up till that point was that actually to do a, a medicine reconciliation or a medicine review, you actually need time. So I have longer appointments than your standard 15 minutes. So I typically see people for 45 minutes or an hour. And really it grew from there. Um, the, first, the first person that I saw to help manage insulin um, was a young man who had been picked up that he was um, diabetic, um, sort of incidentally, he was getting a lot of infections. So I had all my stuff out to give him and information booklets and so on and so forth. So it was like, okay, this is my first person. And sort of 15 minutes in and I was giving him the books and he said, don't bother, I can't read. Bless him for saying that because yeah. actually it made me go away and think about how to provide information. So I went on the internet and found lots of pictures and, and started to make up stories and analogies as to what diabetes was like. And really that, that's, that one incident has, has guided me in how I've gone managing diabetes ever since. Mm. Um, so uh, fast forward a little bit. Um, I did that for a couple of years and then I got tired of standing in corridors waiting for doctors to sign scripts for insulin needles and test strips and other such like dangerous drugs. And the, there was another a pharmacist prescriber course being run. Um, and a number of my colleagues kept telling me I could do that. So I thought maybe I would. So enrolled for that. Thinking that actually I knew I was okay. I knew my stuff around diabetes. I was reasonably confident with most things. But what I learned through that prescriber course was a heap about how to talk to people mm -hmm. um, and, and patient consult skills that they certainly didn't teach in pharmacy school a hundred years ago when I was there. Um, I think more it's starting now, but um, certainly that, that was invaluable. Um, and the, what's happened alongside that for me is that one of the reasons for the merger of the GP practices in the first place was that um, most of the GPs were at or well past retirement age and there was nobody coming along to, to take over. So the actual number of GPs in Tokoro, like in the rest of the country, I think, has decreased. And so the, the role of um, non-medical health professionals is becoming more and more important. Mm. And obviously working very well in Tokoroa now. Well, we have two pharmacist prescribers in Tokoroa. Fantastic. Which is awesome. Um, it's interesting because actually we have the same qualification, but we work in quite different areas. Um, I work mostly in long-term conditions. Uh, my colleague works um, 
something in, in long-term conditions, but also a lot in managing short-term conditions uh, with the nurses. So basically diverting people away from needing to see a GP who don't need to see one. Mm. Um, and of course, is able to provide prescriptions. Um, uh, we also, we call ourselves the SOS team. We sort out stuff. <laughs> On a bad day, it's sort out something else. Um, <laughs> But the, we are a first point of contact for the community pharmacies as well when they've got a problem with a script because we, we understand what their issues are in a way that perhaps the um, doctors and nurses don't because we get the, you know, the legalities and the pharmac funding and all the other mm, things that go with that's right. dispensing prescriptions. So it's working really well. And for a few years now as well, by the by the sound, since 2013, did you say? Yeah, end of 2013. Mm. And um, we've had two of us for the last two years. Excellent. So a truly collaborative environment then. Yeah, well, the nurse practitioner's gone. The physician associates have gone. So there's, oh. yeah. Okay. The physician associates were on a national trial. Um, and they went back to the States at the end of the trial and they haven't replaced them. Okay. Um, and likewise, the nurse, nurse practitioner moved on. Mm. So the two pharmacist prescribers would be a very valuable resource in Taikura. Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's it yes. Um, the particularly, I think, with the nursing staff, that it, it's like we're not allowed to both have the same day off pretty much. It's like, what do you mean you're both not going to be here? How are we going to manage? Which has been a really interesting turnaround from when I first started. Mm, Interestingly, sure. we, we've had a number of surveys and things done um, about these sort of roles. And the, the feedback has been that the um, a GP perspective, the nursing perspective and the pharmacist perspective are all different and complementary. And adding the pharmacist into the team is a really valuable extra uh, viewpoint. Mm. So more of us, but there is no funding at this point. So that's the next next um, hurdle. Indeed, it is. CollegeCast is brought to you by Sharina Vasan from the College Education and Training Business Unit of the Pharmaceutical Society of New Zealand. All views of our guests in these episodes are their own.